that one at bat, bases loaded. Uh, I wanted to come through so bad for the team. So I just totally forgot to use my breath and do my pre-pitch routine. I was up there so tense. I wanted to hit a grand slam so bad. Because of that, I tried to do so much. I was overthinking. I let the umpire's call get to me. I swung at two pitches in the dirt and ended up striking out. Welcome back to the Baseball Playground. This is your host, Jacob O'Dell. Coach Matt McGowan. And today we have an awesome guest, Brandon Geyer, who is the head mental strength coach for the Angels, Virginia, and University of Houston. So thank you so much for being on the show, Brandon, and give the fans a little bit of a introduction about yourself, brother. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, fellas. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think of introduction, trying not to make it too, too long. But yeah, so I grew up and played uh, ball in uh, Northern Virginia, and I went to Herndon High School. Um, and we might get into this in the show, but what has really got me to where we are today us talking is because of my first three years at Herndon High School when I just for lack of better words sucked I think as a junior I hit 270 and it was heading into senior year uh, a coach recommended a uh, you know some resources for the mental side of the game because I feel like I had the physical side uh, but the mental side I struggle with so um, just went deep deep literally got a key to unlock myself that senior year um, then went to the University of Virginia um, played there for a little bit um, and we can get into more details about the different stops, but, um, yeah, so it was really those, that's, that summer of junior year of high school, which got me to where we are today. Um, then I played with the Rays and the Cleveland Indians. So seven years in the big leagues and in 2020 retired and became a mental strength coach. Always knew what I wanted to do post career. Um, cause I was obsessed with the mental side of the game. Once I saw how it changed the trajectory of my life and so many other players lives. Um, and, um, that's how we got to where we are today. Sounds awesome. I mean, I feel like the mental part of the game in, in every sport and every aspect, even in life, is not maybe talked about as much that it, as much as it should have or should be. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to us about, you know, some of the challenges that you see, you know, in young players, you know, just mentally and, and, and how someone that's listening to this who, who maybe is struggling or has a little anxiety, um, some stuff that they can do to, to better uh, be prepared. Yeah, great question because it's a very common thing, really for for all, whether it's big leaguers, college, high school, youth, uh, little leaguers, it, it's common. And these are the four things that really, really hold back, back players the most. Um, fear, specifically the fear of failure and the fear of making a mistake, fear of not being perfect, um, inability to handle adversity, which in the game of baseball there's so many ups and downs. It's those who are great at handling that and responding powerfully to it that end up having way more success. And I like to think big leaguers are big leaguers. They're talented, but they're the best at failing. They're the best at handling adversity. Um, number three, lack of routines, specifically pregame, in-game, and post-game routines, and also AM and PM routines, like the, the bookends of our day, having these routines to really stack the odds in their favor and help them quickly bounce back, not if, but when that adversity comes their way on, but not just on, off the field as well, because life is messy, life is unpredictable, stuff's going to come our way, obstacles, challenges, do we have what it takes? I like to call it be anti-fragile. Are you able to absorb everything, respond to it, and use everything as fuel for your growth because that's a true superpower, if so. And then the last thing, up there with the most important, discipline. Can you out-discipline the competition? Can you do what you know is best for you, 
whether you feel like it or not. Because it's easy to do that stuff when things are going good. But do you have the discipline, do you have the willpower to do it when things aren't going your way on and off the field? Because if you do, then you're going to show up more consistently at your best. And something I always like to say is never perfectly, but more and more consistently. Can you close the gap? And the gap is who you're capable of being as a person and player and who you're actually being. When this gap is wide, you're capable of this, but you're actually being this, regret, poor performance, anxiety, depression, mental health concerns, all of that stuff lies there because you're capable of this, but because of your lifestyle, because of your discipline, your behaviors and your habits, you're actually being this. When they develop the mindset and the discipline to close that gap and literally express that best version of themselves, never perfectly, but more and more consistently, then all the results that they're looking for on and off the field come their way as a byproduct. It doesn't mean it's easy. When we're on this journey to be great, it's not supposed to be easy. So that's the first thing for players to everyone listening. The first step for all of this is acceptance. Accept that it's not supposed to be easy. Accept, and this is something a mentor taught me when I was struggling that changed my life. Accept that you will never be exonerated from pain, uncertainty, and hard work. Once we can accept that and not resist that stuff, everything changes. And then we have this attitude of gratitude that changes our perspective. Then we look at obstacles as true opportunities to get better. Then we have to cultivate a win or learn mindset that literally becomes win or win because we learn and we use it as fuel. Um, I know I'm saying a lot right now, but this is all stuff that is trainable, that is teachable. And it all comes down to do these players truly want to be great? And I'm sure a ton of them listening, if they're listening, they do. Once they realize that they can train their mind just like their body, and then once they do, they can tap into that 30 to 40 to 50% that is just lying dormant inside of them, the potential is lying dormant, everything changes. You go from this fixed mindset to a growth mindset, and knowing you can train it and tap and just chip away at those four things, fear, inability to handle adversity, lack of routines, and lack of self-discipline. You chip away at what's in the way. As I always like to say this when I travel around and speak around the country. When Michelangelo was asked years and years and years ago, the famous sculptor, Michelangelo, how do you create your masterpieces? He replied, all I do is chip away to get to the masterpiece inside. So players out there, each and every one of you have that masterpiece inside of you. Are you going to have the grit? Are you going to have the work ethic and the discipline to chip away at what's in the way? Because then if you do that, I'm telling you, you have no regret at the end of your career. And then you're given this key once again, that unlocks that 30 to 40 to 50% that is just sitting inside of you. And I'm going to go back to my senior year of high school. I, my first three years when I struggled, that was all inside of me. Okay, but then I trained the mental side so I could unlock the physical side. And really, I know this is a long answer. I'm going to end with this. <laughs> our, we have a wall that represents our physical potential. Okay, now what determines how close you get to that is your mental skills and your mental fitness, if you will. Because this is the simplest way to, to really show um, and, and explain how those with less physical skills pass by those who have more. So someone who has out-of-this-world physical skills, say their physical wall is right here, crazy potential. They could be absolutely great. 
Well, if they only have the mindset, they can't handle fear, they're perfectionists, they have a fixed mindset, um, can't handle failure or diversity, don't have routines, they're only going to get so close to that wall that represents their physical potential. But let's say the person with less physical talent, their wall is right here but they develop that sixth and most important tool. They get that key. Well, they get as close as they possibly can to that potential. And what happens? Boom, they pass by that person who had more physical skills, but never trained that side of the game. Um, so I, I I know it's a long-winded answer, but um, you know that's just kind of how I feel about all of it. Yeah, you got a lot, a lot of information right there to unpack. Um, I'm going to have a fun time editing all of that into short-form <laughs> content. That's going to be awesome for me. Um, but I, I, I also want to touch on all the things that you say are tremendous. And for a lot of people, they can listen and they can just hear it without doing the implementation. So what are some of the ways that they can actually start implementing this step one for maybe a youth player who, you know, or a high school player who's starting to mm -hmm. that mental journey? What is step yep. one for them to start unlocking it in theory from what you were talking about? into real steps love that because that's it's it's three steps mm -hmm. learn it practice it master it obviously you don't know what you don't know so you got to learn it then you apply it and this goes for anything in life you apply it what you learn you practice it you get reps then you master it and it becomes autopilot you just do what you do without thinking about it obviously you got to put the reps in to get there so how do you start doing it i think you'll get 80 players can get 80 percent of the way there or close to that if they figure out, and this is, I talked about it earlier, closing that gap, finding out who they are at their best, literally what's their identity and what it is they do that helps them show up at their best. So thinking about it, getting the virtue of curiosity, shine the flashlight. What is it that I do when I have my great days? What is it that I do that leads to it? Are you grateful? Because I think being, an attitude of gratitude and being grateful is up there with the most important skill. Because when we have that attitude of gratitude, we take time to write down or think about things we are grateful for, people, experiences that we're grateful for. We show up with a different energy when we play the game of baseball. Okay, And when we have a different energy, our perspective, our outlook on everything changes. And then the inevitable failures obstacles, challenges that are going to come our way, they don't hit nearly as hard. They don't affect us as much because we appreciate everything. So number one tool, great, be grateful, have an attitude of gratitude. Number two, really train. And this is up there tied with attitude of gratitude. Control the controllables. This is simple in theory. It's harder in practice. If you get great clarity of what's 100 percent in your control and I have an acronym R-E-A-P and I picked this acronym because you reap the benefits you become not good you become great at controlling what's in your control then way less pressure way less stress way more fun and you playing the game of baseball and living your life free and loose Okay, so there's so much out of our control in life. Like I, I've gotten way into ancient philosophy, stoicism. Their whole philosophy, what is it? There's so much we don't control, but what do we do control? How we respond to the things that are out of our control. So micro moments throughout the day, players, we can train this. When things don't go your way on and off the field, real quick, is that in my control? If not, 
Okay, why waste any energy and focus on it? So R-E-A-P, your responses, your effort, your energy, your emotions. A, your attitude, your actions, your appearance, meaning your body language. P, your um, perspective, your positive self-talk, your present moment focus, your practice. That's all in our control. So really just being relentlessly focused on that. And letting go of everything else, letting go of umpires calls. When I travel and I ask, hey, what's the what's out of our control? Literally the first thing every time is umpires. Yeah, but we tend to let them get to us, right? Um, the thoughts and opinions and decisions of other people out of our control, weather, field conditions. There's so many things that these players get wrapped up in. And dude, I used to be guilty and I'm not perfect, still am at times, but... Over time, I developed and I try to help athletes develop the skill of controlling the controllables. And once they do that, so much changes. Okay, so three practical steps. Really come up with what it is you do that helps you show up at your best. Create a checklist for success. Boom, boom, boom. boom. This is what helps me show up at my best. Um, cultivate an attitude of gratitude. It changes everything. Um, and then just really get great controlling the controllables three three practical steps right there that will start you on this process and on this journey of you dominating the mental side of the game it's fantastic fantastic stuff uh, you're absolutely right right understanding what you can control what you cannot control my question my next question has to be for the for the parents that listen when they see their son struggling or their daughter struggling what is something they can do to help them be mentally prepared or mentally focused for a game or you know, how can they give them that, that support, um, you know, where some parents, you know, just don't know how to do that? Yeah, yeah, very good question. I mean, I have a eight, seven, and four-year-old, so this is something um, very much into and is so important. Um, I think, number one, cultivating in them a win-or-learn mindset. Win-or-learn mindset. Once again, if these players go, can go into competition truly knowing to their core, it's win or learn, the pressure melts away. And a lot of times, and I know parents want the best for their kid. We all do. But a lot of times we add pressure to them by focusing on results and not focusing on the controllables. So I would say those controllables, the REAP, R-E-A-P, that should be all that matters. If they're doing that, then if they can execute that, the results they want will come as a byproduct. But too often, parents and players focus on what's out of their control, such as the end results, which we don't control. We control everything that leads to them. So if we can focus on the controllables and really having a win-or-learn mindset, hey, win, hey, your, your, your son or daughter wins, Boom, be proud. That's awesome. They put the work in, they won. Hey, if they didn't win, they didn't have success in a game, it's learn. And I always say the car ride home is so important. So a process that I have players and parents go through, it's called um, well, better adjustments. Okay, talking to them. What are a couple things, and always starting with that, what are a couple things, son, I'm going to bring up, use my son's name, but you can, whatever your son's name is, Camden, what are a couple things you feel like you did well? You went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts, but what would you say you did really well? This is for the car ride home, or really any time. Uh, you know, I, 
I, I focused on what my, I could control. I didn't get a hit. I was a good teammate, though. You know, I made that good diving play in the outfield. Um, and one at-bat that I didn't strike out, it was like a nine-pitch at-bat, so it was a good quality at-bat. Beautiful. If, if the player can or parent can't find something that, the, that they did well, there's a bigger issue at hand. That means they're not controlling what they can control. Okay, so we got well. Okay, Camden, what could you have done better? Hmm, that one at bat, bases loaded. Uh, I wanted to come through so bad for the team. So I just totally forgot to use my breath and do my pre-pitch routine. I was up there so tense. I wanted to hit a grand slam so bad. Because of that, I tried to do too much. I was overthinking. I let the umpire's call get to me. I swung at two pitches in the dirt and ended up striking out. Okay, Camden, if you're in that same situation next game, what's an adjustment you're going to make? Remember, so it's called well, better adjustments. What's your adjustment? You know what? If I'm in the bases loaded or any at-bat, any big at-bat, any at-bat, I'm going to take do that slow, deep breath while looking at my focal point. I'm going to get in, and I'm going to end with my powerful thought that we talked about. Line drive right back at the pitcher's head. That's my final approach. I'm going to end with that, and I'm going to do that every pitch, and I'm just going to keep it simple. Call it two or three steps to keep it simple. It's an antidote to overthinking. Um, so right there, parents, cultivate a win-or-learn mindset. Have them just be so focused, and you be focused on them controlling what they can control. Um, I think right there, that will, without a doubt, make that pressure go away. And When these kids don't feel pressure and they play the game of baseball free and loose, Watch out. Things get exciting, and the results they want come as a byproduct. Absolutely. I I, I mean, we stress focal point. We stress deep breaths. Um, I love the, the well-better adjustments. Um, the win or learn mindset, I think that is so key, especially at the high school level, especially for coaches. I coach baseball. Um, I think that's something that I, I mean, I circled and, and wrote down, like, that's something that I have to bring to the program because – you're absolutely right. Like it is something where we have to learn from from our experiences in order to grow. Um, you you deal with college players, you deal with professional baseball players. Um, what is a common theme amongst those players where you know there's an issue? Is it fear? And if it is fear, how do we break that? Um, you know, break that mindset. Mm, great question. So I, there, there's two things. Well, those four things I talked about, but the two things that stand out, fear, the fear of failure most, mostly, um, and then perfectionism. And those, everyone who puts the work in and wants to be great can fall in that trap at time. So let's start with fear. Um, with fear, um, it's, it's not about not having fear. So courage, when you have courage, it doesn't mean you don't have fear. It means you have fear, but you act in the presence of it. So helping them build up that courage muscle so they're more courageous. And really, when you have a winner learn mindset, you don't, feel fa you don't fear failure because you know it's part of the process. You know it's not supposed to be easy, the game of baseball and life, you, you, and you accept that. So then slowly but surely, that goes away. But I like to talk about anti-fragility. When these players can be anti-fragile, and you can be fragile and break easily, you can be resilient and bounce back quicker than most, or you can be anti-fragile. You don't just bounce back quicker than most. You bounce back stronger than ever before because everything is fuel for your growth. And you know deep down, the more you get kicked around on and off the field, the stronger you get because you're the type of person that does what that best version of you does, those behaviors and habits, 
whether you feel like it or not. You have your routines and you commit to them whether you had a bad game or a great game. You prioritize your sleep and your nutrition and you utilize your breath and you train your mind just like you train your body. Okay, you control the controllables and then the name of the game, you play the ultimate game in life, which is closing the gap between who you're capable of being and who you're actually being. When they do that, that fear slowly but surely doesn't hit them as much, but we have to know the fear is always going to be there. It's about developing these skills and tools to act in the presence of it. And a winner learn mindset and everything I talked about is huge. Now, um, with the perfectionism, um, I remember a great book, um, The Pursuit of Perfect by Tal Ben-Shahar. And he has, he said, there's two types. There's a healthy and unhealthy perfectionist. And when I heard this, gosh, it changed so much. You can be a perfectionist and have very high standards, but the perfectionist, they think they're going to hit them all the time. So when they don't, they bring a hammer and they shame themselves. They bash themselves and their self-image goes way down. Or he said, you can be the opposite. You can be an optimalist. An optimalist has the same very high standards as a perfectionist, but they know deep down they're going to make mistakes. They're going to fall short. So what they do, when they do, they bring a flashlight and then a hammer. A flashlight on what's going well and what's not going well. Curiosity, win or learn. And then they bring a hammer, not to shame themselves. They bring a hammer to change their behaviors, to change their habits, and to take action on what they learned from when they fell short. Okay, so that's a huge trap for players at all of all ages. They work so hard, they wanna be so good, so they're, because they're a perfectionist. But let's be the healthy version of that. Let's be an optimist. Let's have the same very high standards. Let's still wanna win. Let's still compete with all we've got. Everything we talk about with Major League Mindset that I talk about is to give them the skills and tools and mindset to help enhance their ability to compete with all they have. Never should it take away your ability to compete. We want to compete with the intention to win, knowing we're not going to win all the time, okay? So then we bring a flashlight and the hammer, we do the post-game reflection, and boom. So much changes, and I'm going to say it again. You then play free and loose on a consistent basis. And as you all know, when you're playing or now you're coaching, when players are free and loose, they're more confident, they have more fun, and they play better. So that's really what it's all about. You brought up you brought up some fantastic points, but you also brought up your major league mindset. Um, that's something that you run. Talk to our, our viewers and listeners about about major league mindset and and kind of where they can find some of your stuff or, or where they can uh, you know get a lot of this this great uh, you know mindset stuff for their for their players or their or for themselves. Yeah, so um, this Thursday, class five starts by, so this is the fifth class. Each class is basically just an eight-week live online training with me. Uh, so brandongeyer.com or any of the social media sites. What it is is basically every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I come on live. There's eight milestones that make up the Major League Mindset program. And um, every Thursday, I cover one of them for about an hour or so, and every single milestone they have this workbook here about 80 pages i have a visual design expert that kind of brought alive the whole program infographics and visuals and worksheets come with every uh, milestone and it's put on a password protected page because a lot of players who take part can't join live because of you know whatever going on in life practice or games or school um so then they always have access to the recording and all the infographics and worksheets 
um, on a password protected page. So years down the road, if they want to um, look at it and get a refresh, they have it. So it's eight weeks. It starts on Thursday. This is class five. Um, have have had about a thousand players come through so far in the couple years since doing this. Um, and so I, I do that. And then I also travel around the country and speak. I'm working with the Angels, University of Virginia, Houston, a couple other teams right now and um, having fun just taking really, I, lo- I like to look at it like this. I went through the gauntlet. Any mental or physical obstacle any player can think of, I've been there. Fear, performance, anxiety, stress, pressure. Um, Tommy John surgery when I was 12, tw- seven surgeries. I was nicknamed La Pinata, all-time hit-by-pitch leader per play to play, plate appearance in Major League Baseball history. I've experienced it all. But what that gave me, that gauntlet, gave me is the experience, the wisdom, and really the the platform to develop this system to then empower athletes with a mindset that's going to then help them. If they apply everything, it's a guarantee or they get their money back. Help them and enable them to show up as that best version of themselves more and more consistently on and off the field. So that's a snapshot of what the program is and and pumped for class five to start uh, this Thursday. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I've checked out a lot of the the major league mindset stuff and just everything looks like it's coming together and the testimonials that I see from you is just awesome. And people have seen the results from going from nothing to really dominating their game, which is awesome to see. Um, Thank you. I know, I know you're stressed for time. So I have a couple, I have two more questions and and then we'll ask you our final uh, three outs. Um, What is the best advice you would give a young high school baseball player? Great question. Um, the best advice, hmm. man, I'm trying to think of something different rather than uh, what I told you already. Um, I would say an equation. Physical skills plus mental skills equals your true potential unlocked. You can train the mental side or the physical side of the game all you want, but if how you practice doesn't always show up in games, it's not the physical side that's holding you back it's the mental side so if you and and i like to say do a little a lot not a lot a little so try to focus to do this you don't have to do it hours every day maybe you hit up i call it the mind gym for one percent of the day which is 14 minutes and 24 seconds try to just get that one percent better with the mental side of the game every single day and that we all have that time um to do that um so them just really understanding that equation physical skills plus mental skills equals their true potential unlocked and then really everything i talked about today and and the key thing of it all is we need to just shift our perspective on life and on baseball and the number one way to do that is being grateful and having an attitude of gratitude i can't emphasize that enough that's why i'm bringing it up again if these players can do this and that's why it's one of the very first things on Thursday, this first session, we will, I will dive deep on how to go about cultivating that attitude of gratitude because then you show up with a different energy. And when that energy is more positive and you're more free and loose, man, you, you have way more fun. And these players will admit what, and know, and when they have more fun and they're more confident, that's what it's all about. Every player wants more confidence. But too many players rely on results for confidence. So I'm trying to give them all the skills and tools to create it. And then when you add on results, then the confidence goes through the roof. Because obviously results are going to make us more confident. It's just how it works. But we can't rely on those in this game. In any game. 
in the game of life, especially. Um, so I would say that and accept, accept it's not going to be easy. Once we accept that, then everything changes. It's not as painful and we can, we have more grit. Um, so I'll stop there. You talked about setting a routine, um, in life and, and, and in baseball. What about for those kids that, you know, maybe aren't taught a routine, taught an approach, or, or something like that. Is there a good book or is there is there something that you would recommend for those players on how to learn how to create a routine or how mm-hmm. to, you know, adjust the mindset? Yeah, great question. So there's a lot of good books out there. I'm going to actually recommend a free app that I have no ties to. And a um, it's the very first thing that players download when they take part in the program. The app's called Habit Share. So what it is, I mentioned the word earlier, checklist for success. So it becomes your checklist for success. The first three habits and behaviors I have players input in that in that app, and basically they can share them with me, and I can hold them accountable, and I can see if they're doing it throughout the eight weeks. Make your bed, drink eight to ten ounces of water when you wake up, and AM gratitude practice. So you start the day off winning, and then we sprinkle in things throughout the day that becomes their checklist for success or becomes their routines, like you just talked about. So that's right there how you train it and how you develop your routines. And really, there's no the way. These players through trial and error, to get to that mastery stage, have to make it their own through trial and error, make it their own routine. You know, reading books and what I go over and what you guys coach them, they get this all information, then they gotta make it their own. Um, So I would just say habit share, free app, make it your checklist for success or your protocol or your process, whatever you want to call it. And then if you do that stuff, whether you feel like doing it or not, you're a different person and a different player. 100%. Yeah, I use Habit Share with my buddies all the time and it's it's a great app just, you know, it it's free too. Like you don't really yeah, you don't have to I don't know how much. it's free, but yeah, it's it's a great app. It's probably mm-hmm. the best habit tracker I've ever used. So I highly recommend mm-hmm. it and I agree with you on that. So we got awesome. our last last segment, which is called our last three outs for you. Um, bottom of the ninth, two outs. All right. We're down to our last couple strikes. What's your favorite food? Ribeye. Grass-fed, Ooh. 100% grass-fed ribeye. Wow. Specific. Jeez. I love it. Uh, favorite movie? Gladiator. There you go. Yes. You, yeah. You, you talked about, uh, <laughs> you talked about the old times. Uh, and I wanted to mention, uh, the book meditations by Marcus Aurelius. That's what popped into my head when you were talking about the stoicism. So that's a great book yes. as well that people should read. Um, mm-hmm. and then finally your favorite baseball player dead or alive. Um, growing up, it was, I grew up in the DC area. I love Cal Ripken. Um, so him and Ken Griffey jr. Awesome. And can I say one thing, though, real quick, before yes. we wrap up? You brought up Marcus Aurelius. So one thing, the very, basically the first thing I cover in the whole program, it's I, I say let's travel back thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to and ask Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, Aristotle, Epictetus. Let's ask them what the ultimate purpose of life is. And if you ask them, you travel back in time, hey, Marcus, what's the ultimate purpose in life? What is he going to say? It's to become the best version of you but to do so in service to something bigger than you, in service to your team, your family, your friends, your community, your school, the world at large. Okay, and then I say, let's travel back, modern, present-day philosophers and psychologists. Let's ask them, 
What's the ultimate purpose of life? What do they say? The same exact thing. To become the best version of you in service to something bigger than you. And so that's the first thing I get across to players. We have to know what the ultimate purpose and the ultimate game is that we're playing. And then when we learn how to play that game well, everything we're after comes as a byproduct. Maybe not the exact timing that you want to, but if you're consistent with it, it does. So you bring it up, Marcus Aurelius. I really wanted to uh, talk about that. Brandon, thank you so much. I mean, this is this has been great information. I know you're on a time constraint. We appreciate you being here. And and truly, truly, I think you're going to get this... Uh, this podcast is going to have a ton of information for these younger players and, and parents. So thank you again. Awesome. Well, thank you and for the impact you all are making and for letting me be a part of that. So thanks. What's up, everybody? This is Brandon Geyer. This has been an episode on the Baseball Playground. Please make sure you follow on Instagram and YouTube.